Oh, hello. Welcome to this week's brand new episode of Nobody Asked. I'm Kyler Johnson, and today we're going to be getting techie and knowledgeable. With me is Navin, the Chief Community Officer at Everypedia, an inclusive encyclopedia where anyone and everything can have a page. Navin, thanks for coming on the show today. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So can you tell me where the idea of Everypedia came from? Yeah, so basically the idea came from is uh, one of our co-founders, he was like a successful tech founder. He founded a company called Genius. And one of the things he was really frustrated with is he wanted a Wikipedia page because he wanted to showcase his life and his work. And uh, he made a page for himself and they just deleted it because they decided he wasn't notable enough. And it's like, that's ridiculous, right? I mean, why should we have this print era mentality around deleting things? So then he actually met one of the founders so Sam Kazimian, who was a student at UCLA, and then he had this idea because he had a lot of people, a lot of celebrities didn't have pages, like a lot of people in rap, a lot of people were Instagram on models, a lot of just different interesting people who didn't have pages because they didn't meet Wikipedia's notability guidelines. So he decided to start this site called Everypedia with this inclusive mission so that everyone and anything can have a page. I really love that idea. How big is the team at Everypedia? Yeah, it's grown significantly. Now we have like over 20 people, about 20, 24 people, something like that. Grown pretty big there. And you're out of California, correct? Yeah, we're in Santa Monica. Santa Monica. Okay. So Everypedia launched in 2015 and it was kind of an addition of Wikipedia from what I've learned. Yeah, it, the kind of the vision was to be an expanded vision of, it, of uh, Wikipedia so that everyone and everything has a page. But yeah, the vision has changed a lot recently over the last uh, year or so. So we've moved on to the EOS blockchain and we're kind of furthering our mission and grow, expanding in the sense that now the vision is not just to make an inclusive encyclopedia. The mission is to make an inclusive knowledge economy. And you launched the blockchain uh, network last August, correct? That was the. Mm-hmm, yeah. OK, so my question is, this is an episode I've been super nervous to record because I'm not very knowledgeable <laughs> when it comes to this blockchain and techie stuff. So what, what does being a part of a blockchain network mean? Yeah, so the big thing for us is that by being on the blockchain, there's a lot there's a lot of advantages from a technology point of view, and they allow us to do a lot of interesting things. So the biggest one, I think, is moderation. So uh, with Wikipedia, how they moderate is that they have to use a bureaucratic system. So you have a hierarchy of editors. So that's how they prevent spam and stuff, right? So if someone puts up some, some bad content, there has to be a higher level person to delete it, right? The issue with this is you run into bias. For example, one of the biggest issues with Wikipedia is bias on gender. And uh, so a lot of women's pages are deleted and there's no real transparency around that. It's just whoever's higher up on the chain is allowed to delete it. And they get to those higher positions by editing more pages. Is that how that works? Or Yeah, it's kind of murky. I mean, some of it is by yeah, being, a, being a good editor and editing more pages. Some of it is connections. Some of it is just people who joined early on. So it's, it's a bit problematic in that sense. But with Everpedia, we made it a pure democracy. Because how it works is to make an edit, you stake your tokens. So we have a token called IQ, and it's built on EOS, which is a larger blockchain network. Kind of like how you have an app built on iOS. Mm-hmm. So then how it works is that you have to stake your cryptocurrency tokens to make an edit. And then if that edit is approved, you get a cryptocurrency reward. So you get some IQ tokens back and the initial amount that was staked. So that kind of prevents, that not only prevents spam, but it, and then the other great aspect is that you use those IQ tokens to vote on edits. 
So if, for example, I make a good edit to your page, then you see that and you say, oh, that's a good edit. So then you vote in favor of it. And then more people vote in favor of it. And then that's how things get approved. Okay. So it kind of builds up on that. So that is a, that's a cryptocurrency though. That's exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's really it's, it's tough to do that sort of thing without cryptocurrency because this kind of moderation is very tough to do because if you were doing it with real current with with a fiat currency, it would be pretty challenging because people couldn't work across different countries, for example. The whole cryptocurrency thing is it's something I'm trying to educate myself on. I've dabbled a little here and there. I know, but what was it? The end of 2017, I want to say. End of 2017, everyone was like getting on Coinbase investing in Litecoin and all this stuff. And <laughs> I was one of those people and I was really pissed because I, and what do I want to, I think October, 2017, I bought a share of Litecoin for, it was like maybe 60 bucks. And then late December, it shot up to like mm-hmm. 500 and some dollars. Outrageous, like a lot of money. And I was like, oh, I'll let it sit. I should have pulled it out because it crashed after that. And I was like, I hate myself. I'm not, I'm not doing that again. Does the IQ, does that work in the same way as that? How does like the market for that work and how can you use that currency? Is it just exclusively on every PDF? Yeah. So that's the really interesting thing. So right now it is exclusively on every PDF. So you use it to stake, to make edits, to vote on edits and to earn rewards. But the really interesting thing is we're creating a whole knowledge economy. So the next app that's coming out is going to be called uh, Predict, and it's going to be a prediction market using the IQ token. So it kind of expands on our vision of creating a knowledge economy because now you can bet on outcomes. For example, you can make a bet that, um, you know, let's say Trump is going to lose the election or he's going to win the next election. So that's kind of like one of the things you can do. And then that kind of adds to knowledge, right? Because you can see the odds move as you get closer to the election. So that's adding another aspect of knowledge. And it kind of builds on our vision of having a, uh, uh, you know, having a knowledge platform. Right now, every every PD is like the first step, and so down the line, you're going to launch this other thing that ties into that. And then, what are all the goals for every PD in this year? Is that something that's going to launch this year, or? Yeah, that'll be launching this year. Yeah, uh, towards the yeah later this year. So okay. we just recently announced that there's a big post on Medium, and then the other big thing is through the end of this month. That's the the big recent thing coming up is we're doing a full redesign of Everpedia's site. So it's going to be a lot easier to use. It's going to be a lot nicer. And I think the website, when compared to Wikipedia, for example, it's a lot cleaner. It's a lot easier mm-hmm. to navigate. Because it's like Wikipedia, mm-hmm. I go on there and I'm like, okay, this looks like the dinosaurs could have. It's just, <laughs> exactly. it's really old. It's not, it looks mm-hmm. like it's stuck back in the early ages of the mm-hmm. internet. So with Everpedia, it does definitely, it looks a lot nicer. And I'm just, I'm very intrigued by this. So I did some more research and it said, an article I looked at said, 2017, your site had 2,000 active editors. And then just recently in 2019, you have roughly 7,000. Is Did you expect, because I mean, that's only what, like two years? Did you expect that many editors or is that less than what you expected? I don't know. I think like we've had a lot of user growth because... I mean, I think one of the big things is moving out of the blockchain has made it a lot more interesting for people. There's a huge incentive now because you can actually earn cryptocurrency. And I think people like the governance model too. So I can see why it's been growing. And then, yeah, I mean, we have a really strong team and we're always promoting the site uh, all the time. So I can definitely see why we're growing fast. And how fast has it grown? Like what's the feedback from people that use the site been like? How many uh, monthly users are on the site? 
It's about uh, so in terms of viewership, it's about two two to four million uniques per month. Okay, well, that's how people. That's how many people are reading the site. The amount of people editing is a bit lower, but uh, that's kind of the nature of knowledge projects. But we definitely want to increase that engagement. So one of the other interesting partnerships we did was a partnership with OID, which is another blockchain company. And we, uh, sorry, the company is called Acon, and their product is called OID, and that allows people to sign up with Facebook or Twitter and edit. So you don't even need a cryptocurrency wallet. You don't need all this other stuff. It's literally one of the easiest apps to sign up for, decentralized applications. You can just hop in, start earning cryptocurrency. Is there a, because I, what do I want to say? I was on looking and so the people, they vote for an article or a page to approve it. And do they get to choose the amount they put towards yeah, voting? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, you can, do. you can vote any amount. Um, I think the minimum was 50 IQ, but yeah. Anything actually for voting, I think there's no minimum. But to propose a page, you need there's a minimum 50 IQ you need to stake. But in terms IQ. of editing, you can edit, you can vote as much or as little as you want. I I did some more research. You know, got to do research as a journalist before interviews. <laughs> and I saw that every PD was in the news back in uh, 2017, and there was some criticism for presenting false information, and specifically during the 2017 Las Vegas shooting. So, in the era of fake news, because that's a big thing right now, what steps is mm. or what steps rather is Everpedia taking to ensure that? all information on the site is accurate? Yeah, so that's a great question. I mean, one of the things is was that was actually pre-blockchain. So now with these safeguards, it's much safer because each edit has a voting system. It's not just up to a small team of moderators to monitor everything. It's kind of up to the entire community. So everyone has a say in how the content is run. So I think that's one of the big improvements. And then one of the things I think kind of got lost in the story was that there was an immediate correction within five minutes from our community. Yes, that. That is one thing the article did not mention at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, I think people like to have their own take, but yeah, that's the truth is that's what happened. And I mean, it's comparable to regular news sites, for example, CNN. A lot of people had the initial names incorrect, but within a couple of minutes, it was corrected. You can correct it, definitely. And it does. I understand that it does. As someone who is studying journalism, that is something that gets difficult because you'll see someone or a source tweet out information and exactly. then they correct it and then someone mm-hmm. else has something else. It's like, it's like, what do you go with on there? Do I? Because Wikipedia, like you were saying, it's a very exclusive. Mm. There's, you have to reach a certain status, be in so many news articles, or I don't even know how you get on that website. <laughs> yeah. But with every PDA, the idea is the whole inclusive knowledge platform. So anyone, mm-hmm. my grandma could go on a page and edit it, create it about herself. Absolutely. Yeah. As long as there's links and citations, then yeah, we think everyone should, and everything should have a page for sure. It's one thing to just be able to publish a page, but people that do edit a page or create a page rather, they have to cite stuff. So it's not just typing. They have to provide evidence. For mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Right. I want to do a quick little, uh, Transition into the advice of the day section. This is where I want you to share the biggest piece of advice you could give someone. I think the biggest piece of advice I could give someone is uh, don't ever let fear hold you back. I think that's one of the biggest things. And just try and always push yourself forward. That's a big thing for 2019. That's what I'm doing with this podcast. Don't let fear hold Just go for it. Just try new things. Life is seriously too short to do that. I want to transition us into the noteworthy news section. And I found this article, I think it was just published, oh, it was just published this last Friday. And uh, Larry Sanger, who was like one of the co-founders of Wikipedia, believes that every Pedia can replace 
uh, Wikipedia. Is that one of the goals of Everypedia is to just not necessarily take over, but slowly take over and have that become the main source for people to turn to? Yeah, I think definitely. Like, for example, so Wikipedia has 5 million pages, right? I mean, the amount of things that, I mean, there could be billions of pages, right? So once Everypedia grows, and it's possible that every single person has a page in the future. So then the majority of traffic and the majority of interest will be on Everypedia for sure. Yeah, that's one of the great things. Yeah, with Larry Sanger, yeah, he really sees the vision. He joined in 2017 and moved uh, to Everpedia. And he was originally one of the co-founders of Wikipedia back in the early days. And one of the, one of the things he was cited for saying um, as an issue of Wikipedia, he says that there are thousands of editors on the website, but they aren't paid a dime. It's a good point. Yeah. So that's, that's it's, it's crazy. Like a lot of people, these people have put in so many hours of work and there's no competition whatsoever, right? Yeah. The only people who are really getting paid is like people who work for the Wikimedia Foundation. But it's a small group of people. And it's not actually even the best editors. Like Some of their best editors haven't received a dime. With Everpedia, your rewards scale with how much you edit. So the more edits you make, the more high-quality content you put out there, the more IQ you are. And I guess that's one thing I'm kind of wondering. So Everpedia, you have your own cryptocurrency on there. But how does the company itself make money to stay, to exist on the internet? How does that work? Are there investors that support it or... Yeah, so right now it's mainly uh, from investors. So we've raised $30 million recently. Wow. Uh, okay. Yeah, so that was the last summer from uh, Galaxy Digital. So they're a EOS venture capital fund. So they're investing in uh, companies that are building on EOS. So that was one of the big sources of investment. And then uh, also there's money to be made in terms of as, as the price increases, for example, because the company holds a large amount of IQ. And there's also going to be, with these new dApps, there's going to be new opportunities to make money for the company. So, for example, this prediction market, there will be transaction fees, and then those will also go to the company. Okay, so you can build profit off of that. That makes sense. Is there ever going to be any sort of advertising on every PDA? Are you going to let people pay to put ads on the side? Is that something you're against, or the company, rather, is against? Yes, that's an interesting question. I mean, I think one of the cool things we're doing in terms of governance is we're not just taking it onto what's on the content, but also in terms of the company's growth. So we have referendums. So we recently had a referendum in terms of uh, changing the rewards. So we increased the IQ rewards uh, for edits, but then that could be something that definitely goes to referendum. We could uh, host a vote and then see if what, what does the community want? If the community wants advertising to see value in that, we could pursue that. Uh, if they don't, we definitely would not. Okay. So that, that's very good that you let people voice their opinion on it. So it's not just the executive, so to speak, mm, making this decision, this is how yeah. it's going to go. So that definitely, that attracts mm -hmm. more people, I believe. And I'm very, very, very curious. What does, this is kind of going off to what we were talking about earlier, but what does Everypedia do to protect the privacy of users? Because I know in this day and age, privacy is a major concern. Uh, I mean, I'm all over the internet, so I don't feel like my life is private, <laughs> but what, what some people that aren't as out there as I am, what steps are there to keep their information private? So everybody is really interesting because we don't actually take anyone's data. We don't have your user, look, all we have is, I guess, your username. We don't even create that. So if you sign up with your EOS account, it's your EOS account that holds your username, right? So that's on the blockchain, that's on EOS. And then if you sign up with Facebook or Twitter, I mean, you are signing up with Facebook or Twitter, but you're already on Facebook or Twitter. So then, yeah. So, I mean, so then, but none, none of it is dependent on Everpedia. So re you're really sharing no information with Everpedia in your personal life or anything like that, which is really nice. 
You just get to hop in, edit, earn some IQ. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> the next article is from the Coindesk, which I believe is from Coinbase, which we were talking about earlier. And they said that the cryptocurrency market is back over $200 billion. And they think that the prices could be heading even higher. So uh, Ether recovered, I guess, this year. Uh, Bitterm has had some, or Bitterm, Bitcoin rather, has had some short-term strength <laughs> this year, and there is a risk appetite in global markets. So, with IQ, is is the market super volatile? Like, I'm still very concerned, or not concerned, but confused to how all of that works. Is this can I is IQ something you can track, like the stock market? Yeah, yeah. So IQ you can track. We're trading on a number of exchanges, uh, Bitfinex. Uh, new decks, a lot of different exchanges are trading IQ. So you can see the prices. It's it's all transparent and you can see the transactions. There's both the centralized exchanges and centralized exchanges that host IQ. And uh, yeah, the market's been really hot this month and there's been a lot of growth uh, across all cryptocurrencies. But I think it's been interesting. Can So someone that earns IQ, can they take that in convert it into other currency? Is that a thing or can Definitely, yeah, yeah. You could uh, go on Bitfinex, uh, different exchanges, convert it into EOS, convert it to other cryptocurrencies, and convert it to US dollars. There's a lot of different options. That is, see, that when it gets into all that stuff, I'm just like, whoa, you can do so much for this. Because, like I said, <laughs> I got on Coinbase and I bought a little bit of Bitcoin. Obviously, I didn't buy a full uh, Bitcoin because, you know, I'm a college <laughs> student, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really cool to see it is cryptocurrency something uh that you think is gonna evolve more and become a staple or do you think it's gonna kind of go away like what are your thoughts on it oh i'm 100 percent uh you know i'm involved in cryptocurrency i believe it's gonna be the new internet basically it's kind of like with the internet you're you're exchanging information with the cryptocurrency you're exchanging value digitally so that's kind of the revolution. Do you see cryptocurrency ever replacing certain currencies? Say someday down the road, the United States dollar is no more and Bitcoin takes over. Do you think that would be there? I think it's possible, but I don't. I don't think it would go that way. I think what would happen is eventually current countries are going to issue uh, their own cryptocurrencies on the blockchain. So maybe someday down the road or whatever. Who knows who our next president will be or whatever. <laughs> They'll decide to, or the <laughs> Treasury Department will come up with something. And uh, this last article is from Business Wire, a Berkshire Hathaway company. who did not know that. Uh, and it said, every PDA and XYO announce a partnership to dramatically enhance global point of interest data for world's largest peer-to-peer -peer encyclopedia. Who is XYO? Why did you decide to partner with them? So they're a blockchain firm. And then one of the, interest, the, the really interesting things that we can do with them is that adding location data to all of our pages. So we have a huge number of pages, but it'd be really interesting if we could, have, we could uh, use that location data. So for example, like the Statue of Liberty, you have that location, then if you wanted and you were an editor, you could maybe log that you visited the Statue of Liberty 10 times, for example, or you're a researcher and you go every single week. So that's kind of an interesting thing. There's there's a lot of interesting applications with that. So it'd be like somewhat similar to when you go on Facebook or Twitter, or not necessarily Twitter, but Facebook at least, where you can check in and be like, hey, I was here. I was at Starbucks Coffee, you know, something <laughs> along those lines. I know that's very, <laughs> that's kind of vague, but it would work something like that. Yeah, similar. Like, yeah, in terms of like, you could check in, for example, and then uh, show your location so that you can show that you can have that that real life knowledge of the place, for example. And yeah, actually a better example kind of is like a Starbucks or a local business because then 
you know, you know, the review is not fake. Like, you know, that that input isn't fake. It's real that you, the person's been there and all that's kind of interesting. So it just adds more credibility to someone who would be editing a page. Yeah. Yeah. That's one example. There's, there's a huge number of use cases, for example, you know, you could use it to uh, look at every Wikipedia pages in your area, for example, which would be using cool. the location data. Yeah. Is that a feature that is going to be coming out later this year or is that already available? Uh, so it's not out yet. So I'm not sure what the exact timeline is on that. But yeah, that's one thing that's interesting. Something you're something that's being worked on mm-hmm. at the moment. Yeah. And I one thing that I really liked and I was because I saw that you tweeted about the Nobody Asked podcast on Twitter and stuff. <laughs> I really love how active your social media accounts are. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's such an important thing is to you is social media kind of a branch out to attract more people to come on the website or just share what every PDA has. I think, I think I think social media is everything. You know, that's that's how you connect with people. That's how you onboard people. You know, that's how you recruit people. I actually joined every video because of social media, funny enough. Really? <laughs> yeah. So uh, <laughs> one of our founders had posted on Twitter and I'd followed him because he used to work at Genius. And I had followed him and he said, you know, we're looking for people who want to get involved with Everpedia for the summer. And I was actually a college student at the time. So I just hit him up more and more involved over time. It was all over uh, social media. So I know you you just mentioned that you found it on social media, but what made you decide to, have you always kind of been involved in this realm of things or what made you decide, hey, that would be a cool job? Yeah, I've, I've always really loved, I've loved reading and I've always read a lot of stuff online, you know, tech news. I used to read a lot of Wikipedia and also I used to read a lot of Genius. So that was the annotation and the, the rap lyrics. So I've always been a person who reads a lot online. So that's kind of what got me interested because I was a huge genius fan. And then I saw, okay, Wikipedia, that sounds interesting. And then I looked at it and I was like, wow, this is cool. Like, there's so many things that don't have like a scholarly encyclopedia entry, right? So that's kind of what got me interested. You can start. That's cool to get with a company that's just starting out and you can grow with them and watch it. That's that's a really cool thing. And that's one thing I love about this day and age is there are so many startup companies. You can jump on board and watch it grow. It's a very exciting thing. Is When it comes to Everypedia, do you have one data center? How, how does all that information get stored? Where's that all stored at? Is it just up in the, the infamous cloud? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there's, so there's two aspects, right? So the um, all of the transaction data. So, for example, whenever a transaction occurs on the blockchain, so that's held on EOS. So all of that information is, is on EOS, but for the actual images and text, that's not hosted on the blockchain because it would just be too much data. So that's hosted on IPFS, which is the uh, interplanetary file system. It's like a distributed uh, network where people share files. And then, so it's, it's shared across the world, basically. And then EOS, there's 21 block producers around the world and those, and they're voted in by EOS holders. So it's very decentralized in terms of hosting. Okay. That was, that's another big advantage of the shift. So before uh, we moved on the blockchain, everything was hosted by Amazon Web Services. So it's one company and it's easy for a country to censor. For example, if a country bans the site, then that site is just banned. They just need to ban the AWS servers and it's easily banned. But if they wanted to ban us now, it's, it's much more challenging because you would have to ban each of the individual people hosting. See, when it comes when it comes to that side of technology stuff, that is definitely something I need to educate myself on. And I know many people who are going to listen to this podcast are going to, are going to be like, holy crap, this is, I'm sitting here right now and I'm just being inundated with all this information that I'm not aware <laughs> about, which I absolutely love. 
Do you have any other further comments about uh, Everypedia at all or anything you'd like to say? Yeah, so kind of leading on to that is that one of the, the cool things we're doing is we're doing a partnership with this company called Arweave, and that will eventually be able to move that information that's stored on IPFS to another blockchain company. So that's kind of interesting. Then it'd be even further more decentralized. You're going to keep growing. I, I love the idea behind Everypedia. Like I said, the website's clean and you're going to be updating it. So that's going to be even... Yeah, it's going to be even better. It's going to be... It's going to be uh, the, so we've released a couple of the screenshots. That's one thing I'm really excited. You know, I'm on the site every single day. So I'm really excited for the whole revamp so that it will be much, much nicer. Because Wikipedia has been the same boring... <laughs> Like basic yeah. HTML. I don't even know. It's just like I read it and I fall asleep. Mm. At least you have yeah. a little bit more vibrancy. <laughs> the fonts are nice on Everypedia. So mm. ladies and gentlemen, if you have not checked out Everypedia, you should go do that. I'm not trying to be biased, but it is a very cool site. <laughs> go create a page for yourself. Definitely. That's going to do it for today's episode. Navin, thank you so much for coming on the show today. If you enjoyed this episode of Nobody Asked, go ahead and subscribe to be notified right when a new episode comes out. You can also leave a review to let me know what you think. And finally, if you're looking for a way to get involved and help the podcast, go to patreon.com slash nobody asked podcast to sign up and unlock exclusive benefits. There are some new benefits on there, so go check them out. Until next week, see ya.